0: It couldn't have built up any other way. Verstappen takes a convincing pole with an outstanding lap as Hamilton lines up his Mercedes next door with a slightly scruffy one he'll hope to overcome when it really matters. Welcome back to the Grid Talk podcast. Hosting today with me, Owen Medford, and joining me are Aaron Harper from the Five Red Lights podcast. Hello. F1 writer, Olivia Kairou.
1: Hello.
0: And uh, Tom Downey from Everything F1. Hello. Um, just before we get into the main show... Um, I would just uh, like to shout out uh, some of the five-star reviews we've got. We've got uh, alcoholic savage, who says that uh, always looks forward to hearing our guys' uh, our take on the race. Uh, great balance between humour and being informative. Thank you for that. Um, we've got chess thirty-four, uh, who's from the US and has started watching F1 this year. I promise it it stays fairly interesting, but it won't it won't ever hit that it won't hit the heights of uh, of this year. But uh, thank you for coming to us after each race. And uh, Hams asked. It's uh, been an F1 fan for tw- F1 fan for 20 years, but uh, you know between Netflix and this podcast, is grateful F1 become more and more popular amongst much friends. So, uh, well, hope you- please send your friends our way. Um, and if you want to get shouted out at the top of our sh- show, take five to give us five and give us a five star uh, review on iTunes, and we'll shout you out at the start of the show. Um, so today we'll be giving our analysis and reaction to qualifying for the uh, the finale, the Abu Abbey Grand Prix. Um, um we're now streaming the live show uh the show live on youtube if you're listening after the fact so be sure to like our facebook page uh so follow our twitter and subscribe to our youtube channel formula one grid talk then ring the no- bell icon so you're notified of future shows when we go live um well i'll, I'll start with you tom because uh but well you're a you're a sort of heart on your sleeve uh max verstappen fan um it's it, a really good lap for uh, max there um absolutely brilliant um how can you keep the mercedes behind uh going into the last race and how can you sort of uh, deal with the pressure i guess uh of being you know behind in front of a seven-time world champion going into your final race
2: you say i, I wear my hat on my sleeve when i'm a Verstappen fan i don't know what you mean um <laughs> sorry have i got the wrong person <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah sorry no no, no. um oh god how's he gonna deal with hamilton behind him uh you would tomorrow, right? We're going to expect probably for Saturn to have a better launch because he's on the soft tire. Um, but he's going to really have to make sure that he can sort of manage that gap between him and Hamilton and not burn through his softs too quickly. Obviously the track will get cooler again as we go later into the night, but, um, but the, the, the pit stop strategy, how well Perez can sort of handle Hamilton how well Max can eat out his tyres, all the rest of it. It's, it's going to be big. And you know that Lewis is going to be closing up them back and backing off, recharging his battery, cooling down his tyres for a lap and then coming back at him. Um. And and, and yeah, it's, it's the pressure on both of them, but I think especially for Stappen, now that he starts on pole, because effectively it is his to lose tomorrow, because he, without trying to make a really bad pun, he is in pole position to lead in, into turn one, and that's not me trying to be funny. I just don't know the best way to to phrase it. Um, I, I promise, but um, but you would expect Max at the better launch tomorrow. He's on the right side of the grid, um, arguably, and and you know, obviously, he's ahead of Hamilton on a softer tire. Like I said, there's going to be so much pressure on him tomorrow, and I just hope that it doesn't. Boil over like we saw last week.
0: Yeah. Um it'd be a like, nice to be a, a nice clean fight. Um we'll go to you, Olivia, Olivia. Um Lewis Hamilton, um not not a great lap, his first lap, and uh, and didn't improve on his uh, second by by anywhere near enough. Um what can he do tomorrow to uh basically well, you know, obviously the level on points, what can he do to overcome um Max and and, and take the title?
1: Um well I guess just have a good start and get a good launch off uh, when lights go out because already he has tires on his side. He has medium tires, so he's going to be going longer. We assume he's going to be going longer. So um, yeah, just just to make sure he gets to he gets ahead of Max in like the first corner, which apparently it's been having it's been a tricky one for drivers with well he was seeing in the qualifying session but i don't know like the only thing that he can do right now is just try and get ahead of max because he has a leg up on him with tires so and i don't know how it's going to pan out with the two-stop strategy but either way it seems like it's good for him he's going to be good to go yeah
0: yeah um it's kind of uh yeah uh it's a it's obviously a two-stop um but that's what we're looking at um i'm, I'm gonna kind of stick on the Ma- hamilton and verstappen thing basically because it's you know t- sort of taking all the gravity <laughs> it's 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 a massive uh, sort of gravity shift and it's it's what everyone's talking about um with you aaron um Verstappen now has ten poles, uh, ten pole positions to Hamilton's five. But the race wins us, and and uh, obviously, uh, as has been sort of well publicised, bearing in mind the uh, the way that the championship could play out uh, is nine to eight. Um, do you think that will be a, a help to ha- Hamilton, um, particularly again with the tyres uh, and and the better launches that Mercedes seem to get um, going into this this first corner and and the first phase of the race?
3: Yeah, I think Lewis. He's probably not ex- where he expected to be, but he's going to relish being the hunter tomorrow. He has got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Um, so considering his strategy and the fact that he has come through in recent races to defeat Verstappen in Brazil, uh, where he came past everybody, and in Jeddah as well, after all the shenanigans that were going on there, he will feel... Maybe not like he has a, a massive edge on Verstappen mentally, but he knows that he can get the job done. He's got the car to do it and he is the driver to do it. But it's going to be tough because Max is going to defend his position as ferociously as he possibly can. And we know exactly how far he will go. I don't think he'll cause a, a collision because they both know that the FIA are looking at it really closely and any collision is going to be probably dealt with a more severe penalty than normal because it would be perhaps a deterrent for anyone else thinking about it in the future if you want to drive this way and then uh, you know, leave it open to interpretation about a, a collision and who's at fault in the final race. But it's, it's, it's going to be so exciting. It's gonna, there's there's going to be so much hinging on the start and then once that settles down, there's so much strategy involved It could be a two-stop. It could also be a one-stop. Lewis could one-stop this race and go through to the end. We don't know how well they're going to be able to overtake. If they're going to be able to follow, are the tyres going to overheat? Who knows? There's just so many questions that need answering tomorrow. And obviously the big one is who's going to be world champion.
0: Yeah, 100%. You know, Yeah, it's kind of... that's it that's the the, you know we're only going to find that the proof is in the sort of the proof is in the pudding here um when it comes to it um behind it's not ideal actually for either team uh tom um when you've got lando norris who put in you know let's not take anything away from him here uh an absolutely brilliant lap um to take third and you know you've got you've got the other you know the teammates of the two title rivals um really quite far behind (laughs)
2: Yeah, it was a storm in that by Lando to take P3 and somewhat unexpected given he only just made it into uh, in, into Q3 itself. Um, and in in Lando's post quality interview, he said he's just going to sit back and let the action unfold in front of him. I think that's quite sensible because it's not worth potentially ruining his race for him to get tangled up in something to do with them. And then, you know, you know they're potentially... Be an incident that he gets caught up in or you know potentially causes or or what have you so it's um you know the lundis is just going he's just going just going to run his own race i suspect he may end up having a bit of a quiet race um but then he could have perez coming past him at the start. you know perez gets a good launch because perez is only p4 um whereas bottas is all the way back in P six. So so in, in terms of the sort of wider strategy game there, having um having Perez P four, if, if 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 Red Bull can get in P three straight away at the start, just having sort of keeping tabs on Hamilton if you'd like, you know Red Bull are gonna sacrifice Perez. They did it in qualifying, but Perez has openly said that's what he's there to do and he doesn't mind doing it because Verstappen is another league. Um you know, you know, well, Sappen and Hamilton are another league from the other drivers on the field at the moment. Um, and then Bottas, well, you know, he's he's either going to get a decent start and all the rest of it, or he's just going to get caught in about P six, P seven. And he's just going to he's just going to put around in his final race for Mercedes, um, and then and then come home. Although I've just thought it could be big for the constructors. If um, if Bottas gets caught in a melee and and um, and if Max wins and Perez then say comes third and Mercedes gets second and sixth, you know it it could swing the constructors either way. Let's not forget about that this weekend. You muted.
0: I'm an idiot, is what <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a big possibility you mentioned. Um, yeah, uh, as as Thomas said, uh, Sergio Perez in fourth. Um, Lando Norris obviously has his own race to run, particularly with the uh, with the battle for Ferrari um, uh, in his McLaren. Um, do you think he's going to fight uh, Perez too much, or do you reckon he'll sort of side with his compatriot with the uh, with, with the you know the person that the, sorry the team that is uh, side, uh, providing the McLaren's engines and uh, and put up a bit more of a fight uh, against Perez in the start, Olivia?
1: Um, no, I don't think he's going to put up a fight. But um, just like he said, if there's an opportunity, he's going to take it. But only if he knows that he won't compromise himself or the title championship in any way. Um, Just like he said again, um, he is in a race for fifth in the driver's championship. So I don't think he has much business putting himself there. Or I don't think his car will have the pace long term to get himself in the running for in in between Hamilton and Verstappen, or even just in between Red Bull and Mercedes, um, so I think he's going to run a clean race. Hopefully, he will. But I don't think he has any business compromising compromising himself in any way with Mercedes. If that answers the question.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, he's, he's a decent decent number of positions against the. You know, he's still first, but you know, he's he's, he's starting in seventh place. Is Charles Leclerc is his championship rival, and he's only four points away? Um, yeah, we've got Sergio Perez. Uh, bearing in mind, it's, it's it didn't work out so well, I believe, on um, uh, getting the tires. Uh, it's, I've completely blanked what he what he qualified on in. Um, in Q two, uh, but bearing in mind the uh, amount of running that uh, sorry, the uh, Red Bull were doing on the medium in uh, in practice three, uh, Aaron, um, do you think that's maybe sort of it? it it's, it's a bad question, but do you think that's throwing a spanner in the works almost?
3: Uh, well, Perez will start on the softs, and I think Red Bull will want him to be really aggressive and really attacking. And if, you, if you're going to sort of give anyone a raw deal on tyres, you want to give it to Sergio Perez because he can uh, make lemonade out of lemons with them. So it'll be interesting to see. He's got to dispose of Norris pretty quickly. Otherwise, there's going to be a gap and he's not going to be able to fill it. And that's going to open the door for Hamilton to strategize his way past Verstappen and, and snatch the title. So it. It does help the fact that Sergio is good on the tyres and he's on the soft tyres, so he could get a good launch. If he can get into third place, then Red Bull have a really good opportunity to corner Hamilton and secure the title for for Verstappen. But it does hinge on how well Checo can get past uh, Norris in third. And perhaps, given that it's Sergio, they might be able to one-stop and go soft-medium, that might be a tough ask even for Sergio, but it's not beyond the realms of possibility.
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, obviously this track is a little bit faster than it is quite a lot, sorry, faster than it used to be, but uh, there's still the opportunity, you know, the bulk of the track is still the same. They're still about to cool your tires and, and look after them and, and just maybe take a, a slightly slower route, but one that's uh, one that's going to do you better in the long run. Um, now, we talked about the Ferraris. Ferraris uh, have seemed fairly uh, fairly quick, and obviously they're putting in fast lap times, um, given sort of Q1 and Q2. Um, it's the fifth place for Carlos Sainz. Um, is that a little disappointing, um, particularly when Lando is in third, uh, Tom?
2: Oh, I'm also muted. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, who did you say? Carlos Sainz, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Just, just saw a video of Lando Huggins' moment. It's really wholesome. Um, yeah. No. Um, Ferrari had a really interesting qualifying. Did anybody else notice they went out in Q1 on the mediums to begin with? Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. That. Uh, and I was, I was, I was sitting there in the kitchen. and I was thinking, what on earth are they doing? You know, it's just like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just a bizarre option because for most teams, unless you're Hass Williams, Alpha Romeo or Pastor Martin, Q one is the throwaway session where you just you know you just go through the motions to get through to Q2. Um so I don't really get why they burnt up a set of tires unless they were saving a set for um uh, for the race. But they then had to use a set of softs anyway to make sure they got through. So it was just it was just very pointless. But um yeah, uh Ferrari I mean, you know, Sainz, Sainz in general. He's been neck and neck with uh, Leclerc all year. And I think Sainz has arguably been the um the the more consistent driver and I can feel the pitch coming out again. <laughs> um but um but, but yeah, you know, yeah, P P5 P5 in that Ferrari. Uh you know, he 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 went he was I think he was the last driver into the 122s because I think Bottas did a 123. One or one twenty three oh. Um so decent lap from signs. Obviously eight tenths back from the field, but that Ferrari is uh, is not a Red Bull. Um, but um, but yeah, but it, it it was a good lap from signs. Um, if if Lando gets overtaken by Perez, which I do possibly probably see happening, I reckon signs and Lando could be in for a fairly decent scrap. Um, for uh for, for the race and then you know if something happens in front of them they could potentially take advantage of it
0: yeah um it's a shame we probably won't see it uh we'll probably be treated to the tv director's view of things which is won't be that it'll be the title fight you know, no matter how uh, how boring that ends up being um after that right He said that the uh obviously obviously saying that um you know the ferrari is not a red bull um the thing, bit, the thing about the starts is that uh, the red, uh, yeah, the red ball is not a Mercedes. Um, bearing in mind, Valtteri Bottas is starting in sixth place, obviously not ideal, um, but he's starting directly behind. Uh, he's starting directly behind Sergio Perez. Olivia, um, could he maybe get a really good run uh, and uh, and maybe fight it up with Sergio Perez? Maybe prevent him um, interfering in the title fight uh, ahead.
1: Bottas, you mean?
0: Yes. Yeah. He's starting directly behind. He's at uh, sixteen meters, and that's a fairly good run if you uh, if you hook it up.
1: Um, yeah, I think he could, but then you also have I, I from what I think Perez will probably get in front of Norris quite, like, quite fast, and then um, Norris is now in the back with signs, so they're scrapping for um, to get ahead. So Bottas needs to clear them really fast, which is not ideal for him. So. I think it's going to be hard for him to do. Um, so I, I really don't know what's going to happen with Bottas. Obviously, yes, um, the Ferrari is not a Mercedes, but it's not ideal having a McLaren, a Ferrari, and then Bottas behind both of them. So um, I think he did it in for himself, being in P6. So I don't know. It It's a hard one. It's a toughie. It sucks for him, though. But yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a tough race. Uh, it's it's not a, it's not great for Bottas, and 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 if we look at the form book, him being down in sixth doesn't necessarily let him go that much further forward. Um, after that, we've got Charles Leclerc. Uh, not a great qualifying session, but sort of where you think the uh, you feel like that that was where the pace with the car was. Uh, Aaron, um, do you think he can? Do, do, is, is there scope for him to go forwards, or is it going to be a, a a long afternoon? Oh, i'm not sure if aaron is there
2: can he i throw that was going to I throw say. that to you tom yeah what was the question sorry
0: um, bearing in mind just uh, leclerc is uh, you know he's a, a little bit further back than maybe you'd expect him to be um probably owing to the bottas being you know again further back than you expect him to be um do you think he can sort of mix it up and get back on terms and 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 up into the uh, up into better points paying positions
1: uh, I,
2: Leclerc possibly um, he, you know he is a very very good driver so that, so I would say that, that there is a good chance that, that Leclerc will, will be able to have a good battle with those around him um, I just hope that the likes of himself um, I mean the Red Bull Cynic in me wants Bottas had caught up in this the sort of sort of like midfield bunching that's no doubt going to happen and um, whether he can sort of get up into sort of like P five, P4, I'm not sure. Um, if he gets if he starts scrapping with signs, um, and then if signs is already in a bathroom with Norris, if Ferrari perhaps see that leclerc Claire's got better pace, they might say to signs, um, move over and let um uh let Charlie boy through. Well, I wouldn't be surprised to see that because although there is no defined number one at Ferrari, Declare is the it seems like there's an unspoken rule that Declare is number one, um, which he's come through the academy. He's been there longer, as you can kind of understand. Um, so I think if he is going to do it, he will need a bit of Ferrari support. But I hope that Ferrari don't sacrifice um, uh, sacrifice Carlos Sainz for Charles Leclerc tomorrow because it's probably not going to make an awful lot of difference to anything in the long run.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. You make, um, it's kind of all sort of locked up at the front. Uh, it, uh, it's certain positions, in the, uh, certain positions in the constructors and uh, and that's unfortunately one of them. Um, Aaron, we had to uh, skip you there. Obviously, you had uh, connection issues, but that's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but we've got Yuki Tsunoda next. Um, it's a bit of a topsy-turvy session with uh, a couple of lap time deletions, I seem to remember. Um, do you think Yuki's kind of getting, sort of getting comfortable uh, and, uh, and, and a bit sort of... Uh, a bit racier.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's getting there. It wouldn't be a Yuki Sonoda qualifying session uh, without some uh, track limit infringements. So, obviously, taking heed from his uh, mentor at Alpha Tari and Alex Albon, who also loved a track limits excursion. Um, but yeah, that was actually a really good qualifying session for, for Sonoda because Gasly's been a bit of a supremo in quality this year, regularly in the top six. Um, So for Yuki, who's had wildly varied (laughs) um, qualifying sessions where he's sometimes thrown it in the hedge and brought out red flags or just simply not had the pace, it it demonstrates that he's learning. The improvement is there. The the curve is good and he's following it. Um, He's gone from being the guy who gets knocked out along with uh, the two Haas boys, an Alpha or both of them and a Williams, to solidly being in, a uh, coming through into Q2 and now regularly securing a place in Q3. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's he's made Q3 at pretty much every race since Austin, bar maybe one or
2: two. Yeah, he's been really consistent in the, sort of in the flyaway races. Yeah, he he started he, he started really really banging in those qualifying laps. And
3: I think, I can't remember if it was Brundle who said it on the Sky. Uh, I think he was talking about Sonoda as well, that, you know, you, you can bring that racecraft into your, your weaponry, but if you don't have the sheer speed, then you're just never going to get it. So the signs are good for Yuki, actually, the fact that he's got the raw speed and he just needs to hone his skills um, a little bit more, which may be part and parcel of the fact that he was arguably promoted a year too soon into the Alpha Tauri, but the fact that he's now developing into this very solid driver is proof that he's learning and gaining that experience, which is going to take him forward.
0: Yeah, it's almost. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to besmirch the uh, the Red Bull driver program, but it seems that they do that quite a lot: is uh, promote people a year too early and then uh, and then hone the racecraft later. I think that's been seen numerous times um, throughout the years. Uh, someone who didn't have that luxury really was uh, was Esteban Ocon. Um, it's not been, you know, it, it's it's kind of not been the the best well, uh, season sort of for Al- uh, Alpine. A bit up and up and down. No one's really got an idea of the form book for them. Um, but bearing in mind, you know, he's t- it's taken ninth place um, after last week. You'd, you'd expect him to be sort of thinking he could get forward, uh, Olivia, and uh, and maybe take um, just prey on some of the some of the less experienced drivers up front.
1: Um yeah no it's really hard to know where Alpine will land it could be at the top could be at the bottom but with Ocon this season you kind of feel that he's the kind of he's the guy who will be there at the right place at the right time so maybe that will carry on into this race as well like last time when he almost had a p3 um but yeah he has been lucky especially given that it's so hard to tell where Alpine is going to end up um and he's had quite good pace this weekend, especially in yesterday, splitting the Mercedes 1-2 in practice. So um, he definitely ha- could have a good race tomorrow, but it is quite hard to see where he could land, especially because I expected him to be a bit up there in qualifying. So P9 is kind of disappointing, expected kind of like a P6 or something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He, he definitely could be up there, but yeah, we'll see how it goes.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, somebody who should be up there but uh, isn't um, is Daniel Ricardo Tom. Um, he's down in tenth place, and bearing in mind that his uh, his teammate is on the front is on the second row. Sorry, um, that's you know how can, how can he get himself out of this pretty dire situation at this point?
2: Um, I don't really know. We thought we had a bit of a resurgence of Daniel Rick earlier this year, and he did have a good win in Monza. Um, and there was that sort of period around, uh, good. It was around what I'd say. Spa up until Mexico, maybe where he was, where he sort of seems to be doing all right. And he was getting good results, he had a good result in Austin, but since then, or since around about then, he has, um, he's just sort of like fallen back down. Um, he's, a. Uh, He's at least made it into Q3, which he has failed to do on more occasions than he should have done this year. Especially when his teammate has quite often been P5, P6, you know, P4. Lando's, he put it on pole in Russia, for example. Um, and you know, he's P3 today. He was Lando was P2 in uh, was it Imola? I think he was P2 in qualifying, um, or m- maybe P3. Or my or, or was on course and a laptop time deleted or something. The point is, um I'm not really sure what else red uh, not Red bull <laughs> what um what McLaren can do for Danny Rick you know they' they've supported him and tried to help him um they, it's, we, we know that he takes time to adjust to a car. It took him over a year to adjust to that Renault um It's something to do with the way he brakes and his his braking style and 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 the way he the way he drives the car through the corner. It seems to take him a long time to bed into an actual car. So, hopefully, next year, obviously, we've got new regulations as well, you know, massive technical regulation change. Um, Hopefully, he can sort of get settled more into that car and support his teammate. Because I said it, I think, last week or the week before um, if he would have been in Q3 more often and been in better point scoring options more often this year, McLaren would still be P3 in the constructors. But because he's been so inconsistent, even 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 with a race win, because he's been so inconsistent, that's why McLaren are effectively losing P3 in the constructors to Ferrari.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty damning assessment, but I don't think you're wrong. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunately I'm never wrong. <laughs> unfortunately, his uh, his. You know, his uh, qualifying pace in McLaren uh, this year has been a, a bit of a thorn in uh, in their side. Um, and hopefully next year, obviously with the big regu- regulation change, you hope that it maybe suits him more and he doesn't have to do so much work to get on terms with it, uh, and and maybe can um, can bring them back up and uh, and ha- and be a proper partner to Lando up there. Um, we then got Fernando Alonso, who was the first out in, um, you know, first, obviously first out of the runners uh, who were now in Q two. Um, you know, and uh, and you kind of feel like maybe he should have um, sort of been in the mid pack and maybe stole a slipstream or something like that. Because, um, bear in mind, it's, you know, it's, it's not too far from his teammate, but we we expect better from Fernando. Don't, uh, not, uh, we expect better from Fernando, don't we, Aaron?
3: Well, I think this is all part of his Abu Dhabi L plan. So, uh, <laughs> qualify eleventh, pick your tires, and uh, swamp through the field from there. It was this is. It really frustrates me with Alpine. Like on a Friday, they can show some really good pace. Alcon was up in P two. I think Alonso was in the top five yesterday in P two. So for them to only end up ninth and eleventh is really frustrating. Now I don't know whether it's they just go backwards a bit, or the others come forward, or a little bit of both. But it it is annoying because you've got two drivers there who could do so well. But they end up kind of nowhere in the end. But as I said at the start, Alonso has the option of tyre choice. So he'll probably start on the mediums or he'll, well, expect him to start on the softs as well because we know what he's like on the opening lap. If there's anyone going to pull a move, it'll be Fernando. So his strategy will be quite interesting to see how he comes through the field from there. He should be expecting some points tomorrow
0: yeah uh to 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 uh to steal some words from uh, from mr spice a, a whole bunch of years ago now uh fernando cuz he's so consistent will uh, will probably end up on the podium um uh right after that um uh, we've got yeah, someone who's been on the podium fairly recently uh is pierre gasly um that's it's it's an uncharacteristically poor performance isn't it olivia from from gasly there
1: yeah it really is p12 that's a whole six down from where he usually is he's usually top six in qualifying so it was quite shocking especially to see Sonoda, his teammate far up there and him out at q in q2 it didn't it didn't make sense <laughs> um but i don't know it it's quite an underwhelming performance from him um so i really don't know what to expect from him i think he will shoot up in the grid um uh as the race goes along, but he can he has seemed to have an off weekend. Um yesterday he was good, but it there's still some um I still you still have doubts with how this weekend could go for him, especially with the P 12 That's very odd. So I don't know how it could go. Um but yeah, we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, it's kind of up in the air. Um luckily the thing for Pierre Gasly is that he can usually make it go forward uh, rather yeah. than backwards. Um, Tom, we've got Lance Stroll next. Um, you kind of it's it's where the it's where the Aston Martin is unfortunately ended up. Um, is there anything left? You know, is this is this just like a, a you know the next couple of hours that they have of running a test session for for uh, Aston Martin, or is there anything that they can maybe do? Is it is it glory run time?
2: Is it even a glory run, or is it just a drive around because they're contractually obliged to him, and daddy will not give him any pocket money if he doesn't um, yeah I went there um, <laughs> yeah Stroll I, I forgot about him um, you know last week I think I described him as a treat sort of just exists um, you know but you know but you know, it's really not the script. um he did actually have a good race last week or the week before in Qatar one of them he did alright but yeah it's just Aston just in general it's just Promised so much after the results of last year, and then delivered so little. Um, Stroll. Uh, I, I doubt we'll get in the points. Um, I'm not expecting much from him. He's just going to drive round. You know, they might. I, if if I was um, if I was asked, and if if I if I realised that they weren't going to get any points or anything, I'd probably even just say just retire the car. You know, just just call it quits from here. Um, you know, just you know just. What's, what's the point in carrying on? Um and yeah, you know, I, I don't have an awful lot to add about Stroll. He's sort of just there. You know. He's just you know, he's just gonna be there. He's gonna drive around in a green car, um, maybe finish the race, probably get laps. Um, at least he doesn't bicker with Brad anymore on the team radio, if that's one thing I will say.
0: Yeah, it's a uh... They've been kind of anonymous, uh, apart from that time in Monaco where they were less than anonymous, and uh, and we all we're all still reeling from it. Um, Aaron, we've got Italian Jesus next. Fourteenth uh, place—that's actually not bad, but it's it's kind of where they've settled into, isn't it? Isn't it as a as a team?
3: Yeah, he's he's beaten both uh, the Williams and the the Aston Martin of Sebastian Vettel, and he's outperformed Kimi Raikkonen. Um, but unfortunately for him, the replacement. For, hi- for him, in that seat next next season, has just won uh, the F two race. So it doesn't look so good for Gio now, does it? Because he's done pretty much what that car should be doing. It's it's not a great car, but I had a thought earlier, and I, I'd, I'd I'd like to get some other opinions on this. If Giovanazzi had consistently been qualifying around here, sort of fourteenth, thirteenth, fifteenth, for the majority of the season as long as well as having those uh, more sparkly performances like he had uh, in Monza and a couple of of other places where he popped it into Q3, would he have held on to his seat or would he still be out the door? Because this is the sort of performance that you go, well, he could definitely still do a job, but obviously he's not doing that job regularly enough to warrant being kept on and Alpha have decided to take uh, the Chinese money in Kuan Yuzhou. what does everyone else think on that?
2: Um, if uh, if Gio had had two years of qualifying, sort of like you said, P14, P fourteen, you know, re- P you're regularly getting out of Q and getting into Q two with the odd Q two appearance, and then if he had a race day like he did in Monaco, for example, where he put that car P ten. Um, he had a decent race day in Zanvor, you know got unlucky with getting punted off Um, and then also like you mentioned in um, uh, in Monza he had a really really good he had a really good race day that day if if he could have had two years or at least a year and a half of consistent results like that because the Sauber in last year this year has not been great like you said uh, I think possibly yeah but I think even if he would have had like a year of of mainly good results this year I don't think it would have been enough and I think I think Alpha Romeo would have still taken Bottas to replace Kimi because we know in F1 they'd have to replace a Finn with a Finn um, and also um, Bottas brings that experience and Alpha Romeo only have to look at Haas and say well if we have two relatively inexperienced drivers albeit not full rookies because Gio is in his third season of F1 um but someone someone like Bottas, who has been in the sport for the best part of a decade, has spent gonna be a hundred races tomorrow alongside the seven-time world champion and one of the greatest drivers the sport has ever seen. You're gonna take that experience over Gio, who has done an all right job. Um, and then you a team like Sauber or Romeo or whatever they're gonna be called, they're gonna take the money. You, you know, we joked we, we about it in, in the in the pre-show but F1 does need some form of pay driver to survive and unfortunately we do see it up the grid. I'm not saying that pay drivers are a bad thing and that's a whole separate conversation um, but I just I think Alpha would have taken the money regardless and Gia would have still been out the door
0: uh, Libby do you anything, have anything to add?
1: Um, no, not really. I'm in agreement with both Tom and um, Aaron, but um, I think he may do an album because he the situation kind of seems kind of similar between the two of them. So um, he, after Formula E, I feel like he could come back. I don't know where he would be coming back, but he could or he, it's the same as Ocon. Maybe he'll come back and do better. We don't know. But yeah, I don't think there was any chance of him staying within Alpha Romeo if Bottas was seatless and they needed someone to take um over. So no.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um I I think the thing for like the other thing I love is that you know, Charles Leclerc sparkled in that seat um and 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 got himself to a Ferrari drive. Geo hasn't. Um he seems to me in a similar driver to sort of uh, kazuki nakajima or uh, or kobayashi where sometimes they can pull out some really amazing performances um but it might be better that he it might be that he's better suited out of formula one to uh the top tier of another area of motorsport um you know where he can really shine those two drivers went on to do incredible things with toyota um maybe he can do inc- incredible things in formula e or or in uh, or in other areas of um and other areas in motorsport, because I'm sure there are a loads of places that would love to have a fairly decent, consistent enough um, F1 driver uh, on their payroll. Um, speaking of decent enough, fairly consistent F1 drivers, we've got Sebastian Vettel. Obviously, he's a four-time world champion, but that, unfortunately, those days are long gone. Uh, Tom, is, it, uh, it's kind of, you know, obviously, he's, he's done decently enough. But uh, again, it's it's similar to it's in that it's, uh, it's, it's a transition year here, isn't it?
2: Yeah, um, and we know that Aston Martin are building for the future. You know, they've got this massive factory which is up and coming. Um, but uh, it's just, uh, you, you know, Vettel is ever since he left Red Bull, he has just not been the same. Um, and it, it was it was ever since it's really it's ever since the turbo hybrid era. Because in 2014, when Danny Rick came on side him in Red Bull and started to sort of sh- almost show him up a bit, it's just been he's just not quite been the same. He had some good results at Ferrari, you know. 2018, he he was in the fight for the title. He probably should have won it that year, um, but it, it it was it was all sort of masking what has been a sort of steady decline for him almost, um, and. now now that he's at Aston he has had one well you know two but one podiums this year Um, but I think all that's doing that's uh, that's that's not a true representation of how the season's been and he's just not he just doesn't seem to cope as well with these sort of you know with these bigger cars and all the rest of it like we said, Aston are developing for twenty twenty two. They are, you know, and like we said, new regulations or the rest of it. So maybe next year will be different. But at the minute, Vettel, you have to ask. You have to ask some serious questions. I'd say.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like the car's holding him back. But how much is it holding him back? And unfortunately, you can feel like the uh, the idea might be, not by much. Um, it sort of doesn't matter, Olivia. Uh, in in some ways, with the, how. With, with, with how obviously things are going to play out fairly soon for uh, for his teammate. But Nicholas Latifi has out qualified George Russell. Um, that's kind of big, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. I didn't even realize it until now. It was such a slip under the rug kind of thing. Um, but again, with Latifi, just like with Lance Stroll, there's not much you can say. Um, obviously, you, do wish that he could have done more with this season um, qualifying up in Q2 more often, but this is big for him. <laughs> this is like the second time no. Uh, but I don't know. In Canadian fashion, it seems kind of both him and Stroll are kind of, uh, they're very quiet and very, I don't want to say boring because, because that's kind of, that's not nice. <laughs> but they do seem to just fizzle out and, um, become afterthought, but this is good for him. So hopefully he can stick with the 16 and keep going ahead. But I don't, I don't think so because Raikkonen's behind him and so is Russell. So he could lose it. But th- there isn't much to say about the TV really. It's good for him though.
0: Yeah, hopefully it helps his confidence going into the next season. And uh, and Williams yeah. have done a decent job on the on next year's car. Um, Aaron, we've got George Russell next and uh, if it doesn't matter for Nicholas TV, basically doesn't matter for him either. Um, he's done everything he needs to do for, for Williams, hasn't he?
3: Yeah, he's probably jumped out of that Williams and gone, God, I'm so glad I don't have to drive that next year. Can't wait to get in the Merc. So, it, it's, it was one of those days for Williams. They, weren't, they didn't have the pace. They weren't going to get out of um, Q1 Although, George was on a lap, I think, towards the end, wasn't he? He he hadn't taken the flag.
0: I believe he had to bail. I'm not sure why, though.
3: Yeah, because they said he was on a lap, and then he didn't complete it. So he he may have made a mistake. Might be worth uh, going back through the footage. So they're they're not really going to score points unless we have the craziest Abu Dhabi Grand Prix ever. Um, Yeah, just... It'll be a, a, a little bit of a, a tour around Abu Dhabi and sightseeing for Nicholas and George, you know, waving to each other for the final time in the, in the same car, you know. And then at the end, they'll all just sort of wave George down the pit lane to Mercedes and George will happily skip down there, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, it's been like in a long time coming for George, um, but he's he's sort of done his years, and uh, he's done his years in the uh, in the bad car, and uh, and unfortunately, uh, and and he you know gets his reward hopefully next year, assuming Mercedes done a good job, which you kind of ominously feel like they probably have. Um, it's I'd like to say that uh, Kimmy sort of uh, would would be up there, and he'd be you know doing doing really great in like 12th place or, or or even just taking the car up to to maybe like a really surprised sixth but um do you think do you think Kimmy's che- uh, checked out Tom
2: I think Kimmy checked out about six months ago um yeah I mean you know, he's qualified p18 um he's he's he doesn't care. You know, he's he's just seeing out the season. I mean I I think we'd seen it. I think we saw it at a point last year, and this is why I'm surprised that he sort of lasted as long as he did in F one before he actually decided to leave. Um he's you know, he he's been mentally checked out of F one for well probably three years. Yeah. I nearly did a Bois then as well when I was thinking. Um, I noticed that. Um, yeah, I, I, ever since he left Ferrari, I mean, it's like when he got asked why he was going back to Sauber, and he, and he shrugged, laughed, and said, "Why not?" Um, you know, I, I think that was it. Then obviously the now famous Wipe it where, he's, where he said it's more like a hobby to me. Yeah, you know, it's just like you know, you know. I think I think we I think we got our answer for how he feels about it. So um, so yeah, so he, he's he's just going to trundle around. Much like Stroll and others, like they're contractually obliged to try not to wipe anybody out, trying to get wiped out. I wonder if he might do a Jensen, just have a DNF, and just get absolutely hammered.
0: I mean, to be fair, I've seen. Uh, I know that uh, Kimmy, you know, in twenty thirteen, obviously when he wasn't paid, unfortunately, for the uh, when he was at Lotus, uh, just, yeah. went out on the first lap, parked it, went off. You know, he was he was gone before the race had, before the race had even hit the first pit stop. I think.
2: I uh, I tell I tell you something I, I thought of earlier as well I was because because when I saw that Kimmy was knocked down Q and I thought to myself if if he gets you know if he has a DNF or whatever I thought is he going to jump out of his car and just go to I bet he's got a yacht or a boat or somewhere do so you think he's just going to redo a Monaco what two thousand and four I think it was when he just got out and buggered off to buggered off to a boat if I was him I'd probably I'd just be like cool what are you going to do sack me I'm off anyway toodles. And just you know, just just go and crack open the champers and and crack on.
0: He might do. Uh, he was sunbathing then, I seem to remember, but I don't think he'll be able to at this uh, at this time of year for uh, for it. But yeah, no, well, I think it was quite telling when uh, in in obviously if you're on the Sky Sports coverage, you might have seen uh, Kirby and being interviewed by Martin Brundle, having what looked like a lot more fun in some sand dunes, and uh, and he's just like, I like the driving, but I hate everything else, and uh, you get the feeling he's done. He's done now.
3: You can't, you can't um, wait to get to the Amber Lounge.
0: Yeah, jokingly, <laughs> love the jet going. Like he loved the j'll have the private jet, like running. But uh, at the start,
3: drive right, the car straight onto it, will not
0: he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be like a really weird version of the Italian job. Um, right, we've got the Haas. Does anyone want to talk about that? Anyone? Where's
3: Where's Phil when we need him?
0: Yeah, where's Phil?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, take the Haas, because they they're. they're that's what else are they supposed to do? Like Tom said about Stroll and uh, Reichen, and they contractually obligated to turn up. And if anyone needs to turn up, it's them because they need the money. Um, I mean, they couldn't even afford to put Gene Haas in the team photo. They had to Photoshop him in on Gunther Steiner's body. Which, which was just just
2: <laughs> embarrassing
0: just a bit weird in it as well it was like, really
2: like, weird weird
0: mine, bizarre bearing in mind Gene Haas is rumoured to not even want to really be putting any more money in he's already not he, right Haas Automation makes CNC machines they're already not using Haas Automation CNC machines to build the car
3: <laughs> as if it couldn't get any worse for them
0: it's like you don't even get a, like do they not do mates rates <laughs>
3: No, uh, Apparently not. But, I mean, love him or loathe him, Demi- if if Dmitry Mazepin takes over that team, at least he's got some some dollars to put behind it. Yeah. Uh, just really hope he doesn't partner up with uh, that that bearded bloke whose name we we won't mention.
0: That bearded bloke might actually get some money at that point.
3: Oh, don't even tempt fate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not touch it, because Tom might rant again. (laughs) Yeah, and I've got enough time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, back to the stuff on track. You can't expect Schumacher and Mazepin to be doing much more than they are. But in fairness, Mick Schumacher was two-tenths of a second, give or take, uh, behind Raikkonen, and about half a second off of George Russell. So that is actually a really good performance, all things considered. Yeah, that's a good takeaway. Um,
0: let's not talk about Mazpin,
3: because
0: he well, is well, well, what, what, further what, behind. Yeah,
2: well <laughs> what, what what I mean, what else is there to say? You know, he, he he's 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 I'm gonna run out. He's 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 a driver in a piss-ball car. Um and that's the that's the crux of it. So he's the only driver this season to not get out of Q one. Even Schumacher got out of Q one. And I know I said a few weeks ago it's time to lay off pin. Yeah, it is. He says he's going in on him, um, but it's it's just like it's just. Oh, I I mean, where do we even start? It's just like he, he's 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 had a torrid year, you know. He's not, you know, he's you know with all the spins and everything. Although he did, he did seem to stop doing that, um, and I'm not saying Schumacher's been innocent by any stretch, but it's just like you know the, the car's been awful. He's made some more than questionable racing decisions on track. And that's what I still have an issue with. So hopefully he can grow up a bit and realize that he's not untouchable because he he sort of has this air of invincibility about him. I, and, I, and I'm not just saying it. I think it is because his father is so wealthy that he thinks he can just do something and get away with it and, and just pay whoever off. Um, and that's not the kind of driver we need in Formula 1 regardless of how much money they bring.
1: Maybe we should give him the benefit of the doubt for the next season. Hopefully he will put in the work and be smarter about it going into the like next yeah. season with a, hopefully a better car, but I still do agree with you. There is He does have an air of arrogance and invincibility about him that he does need to work on, so yeah. I
2: don't and, know what
1: he can do. Uh,
2: no, I, I do agree with you, Olivia. I, I would rather see Massa some succeed. I'm not saying he's going to turn into a world champion or anything like that yeah, because no. because he he's, realistically he's not. But when he comes out with statements like "I'm just waiting for an offer for, for, from a bigger team," you know, I'm sitting there going, <laughs> oh, "Really?" <laughs> um, and and, it's, yeah, and it, there's that sort of like level of sort of like self-entitled arrogance. worth about yeah. him, you yeah, know, sort of arrogance and and I do want to give him the benefit of the doubt a bit because the car this year has been absolutely torrid. For them, you know, uh, have just had just an awful, awful season, which we knew they were going to have, but that doesn't excuse you trying to shove your teammate into the pit wall on on two specific different occasions, one of which in Baku that could have been an airplane crash, mm-hmm. and hopefully they can stamp that kind of thing out.
0: I don't think the only thing the last the, the 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 most positive thing you can probably say about Hamza is that you can. You can learn not to do that um you, you can't let you can't learn speed uh and he at least does have some uh does have some speed uh to to sort of start with so if he can get rid of some of the more ludicrous stuff hopefully they can have a better year um using an actual uh car that's designed for the year's regulations it's actually um using uh right um we now move on to predictions which Tom and I have been through this. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I'd like to talk about anything other than the title championship. Um, but as I've said, the kind of, I'd call it media gravity of the situation is pull, is, is unfortunately going to pull us towards that. So I'll, I'll start with you, Aaron. Um, what, what's your prediction for the championship?
3: Uh <sighs> It's just so, it's so hard. Like my heart, so much wants Hamilton to do it, uh, eight titles, and then like not that I would ever want him to not win. I can then sort of park him and my 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 fandom of Lewis to one side, and be like yay, George Russell, Lando Norris. <laughs> yeah, once then, he's
0: got over that, once he's got over that record, then it sort of matters less.
3: I I I did not like Schumacher. Uh, when, I was, when I was growing up. I was very anti-Schumacher, so it, was, it would be a bit of a, a one-up for me on, on that respect, but uh, it's so hard to, to see which way this is going to go. There are so many ways it could turn out tomorrow. Verstappen could run off into the distance and Hamilton won't have an answer or Verstappen could try that and run out of tyres. They might collide. They might not collide. Norris might jump the pair of them at the start if they're too busy covering each other and then disappear. It, literally anything can happen. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my heart and go with Lewis for the victory and the world championship.
0: Okay Olivia, um yeah what do, what are you thinking?
1: Um I honestly don't know. <laughs> Going into qualifying <laughs> when um when Verstappen had P1 I was kind of I didn't know how to feel so I really don't know how to feel about who could take the championship because if Verstappen takes it I'd be happy with it but if Hamilton did it I'd also be happy with it so I don't know how to feel about things um considering that I've been of a Verstappen fan for a while I st- the way the season's gone has left me very uh, I don't know how to feel about anything, really. So I can't give my opinion now because I don't know. I'll be impartial. I'll be impartial.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is a, for, this is the same for everyone. You don't know what you. you it, it's more hope than predicts. Yeah. Um, Tom, has as as, uh, as ever, anything you've seen uh, change your opinion on what's going to happen? Or I not I doubt it will. Don't worry, but. <sighs>
2: What are you asking what I think will happen or what I want to happen? Um, let's go with
0: both. what both we'll think.
2: <laughs> what I think will happen. Um, I think Max is gonna get the better launch. Um, Lewis is gonna go long on the mediums, so he's gonna try, they're gonna try and force strategy. I don't think Bottas is gonna be in contention to help, and I think between Max and Paris, I'll do enough for Max to win. He That's says. fair enough. He says. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. No one knows no, 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 exactly. You know, we don't know this. Oh, I'm so tense. It's like it's like it's it's looking at my window behind me. It's it's going dark. It's just like the sun is setting on today already. Even though it's only five past four, and it's like tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow, regardless of who wins, history is going to be made in Formula One, and I cannot wait. Yeah.
0: Um, I guess the only person it's good for right now is, uh, is Liberty Media. I hope you're making your mega bucks because <laughs> uh, I, th- I know a lot of people are tuning in when they wouldn't have already. Um, I'll, I'll just round things off. My prediction is, is I, I think Lewis will have tyre strategy. I think the, the Mercedes starts faster um, at the first phase of the start. I think he can probably throw it up the inside um, we're, uh, at turn one. Um, I think, it, bearing in mind the way that everything has been policed thus far, I don't think Verstappen will be able to pull the same kinds of moves things are different now this is this is the last race of the season um but then again he might rise to it um i don't i genuinely you know Lewis hamilton has had to weigh on has had pressure put on him until the last quarter of the last race uh in seasons before and you know um but never like this never level on points um but I think that, that mental fortitude might just have the edge. Um, but I'd be intrigued to be proved wrong. Um, do we have any bold predictions just for the rest of the grid? Um, I'm going to skip the, uh, the bottom two steps of the podium because it,
3: it kind of doesn't matter, does it? Kimmy podium. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> That's bold. Because we're expecting him to not be at the fin- end of the race and to already be on the plane. <laughs> or in the bar, probably in the bar, <laughs> bar the on bar. the plane. Yep, plane bar. Uh,
0: Olivia, any bold predictions?
1: Ocon's going to be up there <laughs> on Ocon podium as well. Oh.
2: So, Tom, anything? Anything? Red Bull beat Mercedes to the constructors. Oh, that is quite bold. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, yeah, but that
0: uh, that's well within the realms of possibility. Yeah. Um
2: spotlights are going to be shit.
0: Yeah, uh, I went there. Oof, uh,
2: Bottas to win. I'm going to go with that. Bottas that's
3: bold. Is...
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. that, 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 that's, that's not bold. That's just that's just dull. Because if Bottas is even in contention for a win, they'll say, that no, quant this is for Hamilton."
0: Yeah, read as much as you want into uh, into what would fac- what would happen to facilitate that, but
1: a lot yeah. would happen. But, a lot yeah. would need to happen.
3: Uh, <laughs> Bottas would have to overtake someone. Oh, oh, yeah,
2: that's <laughs> true. Oh. He's practising for La Mayo for next year.
0: Hey, there's a pit stop. Um, this <laughs> of not going to happen. Uh, right. Um, you'll know if you're listen- if you're watching live, but if you're listening after the fact, we now stream the show live on YouTube. Uh, so to be sure to like our Facebook show- Facebook page, um, follow our Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Formula One Grid Talk. Uh, ring the- and make sure you ring the bell icon so you're notified of future shows. Uh, it's always a bit weird with the uh, YouTube subscription, so make sure you do that. Um, we are now available on Verbal as well as Amazon Music, YouTube, Spotify. Google Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Omni Studio, and Pocket Casts, just search search F1 grid talk. Um Right. Uh, We have a large back uh, back catalog of shows, over 160 episodes now, including interviews with Mario Asola. That's from Pirelli. He's the uh, head of motorsport from Pirelli, Uh, as well as retrospective pieces on Tiregate Center. And very recently, we did a farewell piece on Raikkonen. Um, So I check that out just before it all kicks off tomorrow. Just if you're a bit bored, can't sleep, uh, whack that on. And uh, And just sort of remember the, uh, you know, someone who's still a world world champion, but uh, maybe has not had the uh, kind of career that you'd expect him to, bit of a Fernando Alonso in some ways. Um, If you still start to do for what to do between shows, I'm going to throw it to our panellists. We'll start with you, Olivia. Uh, Where can we find your things?
1: Um, I'm a writer for f1total.ca, a Canada-based website. So we cover all news, um, anything really, yeah. F1total.ca
3: uh, You, Aaron? Uh, I host the Five Red Lights podcast, which is found on YouTube and most uh, uh, podcast platforms. So if you're on YouTube, just search the number five uh, red lights and you can find it there.
0: And you, Tom? Yes,
2: yeah, so I'm part of Everything F1. You can find us at everythingf1.com uh, across all your favorite social media platforms at EF1. Um, also our Facebook page, uh, sorry, our Facebook group even, which is the everything F1 paddock. Uh, we have a discord server, which is everything F1. Get link to from our websites, our YouTube channel, everything F1. And finally the everything F1 podcast, which is available on, oh gods, Apple, Spotify, um, our websites, all of your favorite podcasting locations.
0: Excellent. Um, and if, i mean it's probably going to be a bit of a cesspool putting to get together but oh well um if you'd like a lighter look at this this basically this finale um i'll be putting together a meme article as i always do we've got one i've got one for ev- almost every every everyone but some of the uh the more westerly fr- flyaway races um you can check that out on sportlightpro.com uh, that's where i just put the 10 best memes together and hope that they're not too controversial um Lastly, uh, just check out our subreddit, f one Talk to give us suggestions for what think we can do to improve the show and perhaps subscribe to our Patreon for mics, lights, and better recording equipment for our presenters. Heading into the winter months, that is definitely needed. This is not the best lighting story that I've got. Um, right, we will be back after the, after, uh, the race tomorrow at 4pm UK time to give our analysis and reaction to what promises to be an incredible finale. The fingers crossed it will be. Um, for, from the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Um, Thank you very much for watching and goodbye.